Hi and welcome to 100% Yourself with Barbara. My name is Barbara and today I want to talk to you about how self-limiting beliefs can sabotage your success and your happiness. Because I don't know how it is for you, but for most of my life I felt like a failure. I felt that success and happiness and fulfillment just wasn't for me. No matter what I did, no matter how hard I worked, no matter what chances I took or what studies I did or what actions I did, I just didn't seem to be successful. And I was also not happy. In fact, I was miserable. And I lacked any form of fulfillment in my life. And I thought that that was something everybody experienced, that it was part of being alive, part of living. And for the longest time, that was exactly how I lived my life. And it wasn't until I started my own business and I started to learn about myself, started to learn what it means to be a highly sensitive person, started to read books, do courses, and, and started to develop myself, that I found out that I was hindered by limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are often strongly held beliefs that don't necessarily result from a rigorous examination of logical facts or evidence. In fact, research has shown that these self-limiting beliefs can be self-deception or false. And the challenge for people who are in the grip of self-limiting beliefs is obviously how to change them. So that is why I wanted to talk to you today about self-limiting beliefs and how they can actually sabotage your success and your happiness, preventing you from being successful, happy and living a fulfilled life. So let's start with what are self-limiting beliefs? Well, a belief is the attitude that something is the case or true. And the dictionary defines belief as the acceptance by the mind that something is true or real, often underpinned by an emotional or spiritual sense of certainty. And this definition highlights the multidimensional nature of beliefs, which engage all aspects of who you are. They engage you mentally, they engage you emotionally, they engage you physically, and they engage you spiritually, to name the most obvious. And from one perspective, the origin of beliefs can be traced back to conclusions drawn from past experience. For instance, fire can hurt me because I have had the experience with fire that demonstrated that truth. Beliefs can be conscious, but they can also be subconscious. And herein lies the difficulty. If you are not aware that you believe something to be true and that belief is actually hindering you from being successful, then how can you change it? So the first step is to become conscious of the beliefs that you have. And it is this multidimensional nature of beliefs and the fact that they live within you on so many levels that make them so powerful and so important to understand, but also so hard to grasp. So begin to understand beliefs for what they are and you will naturally begin to see where they live. Then you can begin to get a grip 
on the intricate control panel known as your belief system. You can sort of see beliefs as filters on a camera. And what the camera sees is a function of the filters through which it is viewing its subject. In other words, how we see the world is a function of our beliefs and profoundly influences our personality. And as a result of our beliefs, we define ourselves as worthy or worthless, powerful or powerless, competent or incompetent, trusting or suspicious, belonging or outcast, self-reliant or dependent, flexible or judgmental, fairly treated or victimized, loved or hated. So your beliefs have far-reaching consequences, both positive and negative, in your life. Beliefs affect your moods, they affect your relationships, they affect your job performance, they affect your self-esteem, they affect your physical health, and even your religious or spiritual outlook. As I said, beliefs can be conscious, but they can also be subconscious. Like a hard drive in a computer, this is where most of the belief system software is stored. And, like a computer memory, the data are stored not in the central processing chip itself, but rather in the energy field that surrounds and interpenetrates the chip. And this software is largely responsible for our habitual thoughts and behaviors. Research in neuroscience reveals that at least 95% of our thoughts and decisions originate at the subconscious level of the mind. So that leaves a very small percentage of our decision-making capacity for the conscious mind to exercise. So it's these subconscious beliefs that create the perceptual filters through which we respond to life's challenges. So while we may be mostly unaware of their influence on us, our subconscious beliefs largely direct our observable actions and behaviors. They form the basis of our actions and reactions to each new situation in our lives. Another important quality of the subconscious mind is its processing capacity. As remarkable as it may seem, the conscious mind processes information at an approximate rate of 40 bits of information per second, while the subconscious mind processes approximately 40 million bits of information per second. Ironically, most standard approaches to psychotherapy address only the 40-bit processor of the conscious mind, while the enormous power of the 40 million bit processor of the subconscious mind is largely unused. It is important to realize that perceptions acquired before the age of six become the fundamental subconscious programs that shape the character of an individual's life. EEG readings from adult brains reveal that neural electrical activity is correlated with different states of awareness. Adult EEGs show that the human brain operates on at least five different frequency levels, each associated with a different brain state. When as young children we download limiting or sabotaging beliefs, those perceptions or misperceptions become our truths. 
Usually, a single event or thought or emotion is reinforced by an event in early childhood or teenage years. You were told by someone in authority, for instance your parents or maybe an older brother or sister or a teacher or even a teenage peer, that you are not good or capable enough to do something or be someone. The thought, emotion or memory of your behavior in that first event is continually revisited by your mind. And whenever you are contemplating the past or facing a new but similar event, the self-limiting belief is reinforced. So if you haven't read it yet, I can highly recommend The Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton, especially if you are someone that really values things to be scientifically proven. It's very, very informative. So, what are some examples of limiting beliefs? It is useful for you to be deliberate about determining your self-limiting beliefs. And you can easily spot them by the verb am, is or are. For example, I am uncoordinated. I am not pretty. Men are only out for one thing. Families are dysfunctional. Success is a matter of luck. So here are some common limiting beliefs. I am not good enough to fill in the blank. I am not pretty or handsome compared to fill in the blank. I am not smart or as smart as fill in the blank. I don't deserve fill in the blank. I'm too young or too old or too uneducated to fill in the blank. I have bad luck in fill in the blank. I'll never be wealthy as fill in the blank. When I'm under pressure, I usually fill in the blank. I often feel guilty about fill in the blank. I feel unworthy of fill in the blank. When fill in the blank happens, I get stressed and always feel fill in the blank. I'm always trying to avoid or stop or fill in the blank. I always feel responsible when fill in the blank. If I don't get the approval of fill in the blank, I feel fill in the blank. I would be happy if fill in the blank. I would feel successful if fill in the blank. I need to fill in the blank to be fill in the blank. If only fill in the blank happens, then I would be fill in the blank. The top 10 self-limiting beliefs are 1. I'm too old. 2. I'm not smart enough. 3. I'm not educated enough. 4. I'm afraid of trying and failing. 5. You have to have money to make money. 6. I've already tried everything. 7. It's selfish of me to want more. 8. I don't feel that I really deserve it. 9. I don't have the willpower. And 10. All the good ones are taken. And from personal experience and what I also see in my practice with all the highly sensitive people that come into my practice and all the intuitive aliens that I have been helping, 
The number one limiting belief for highly sensitive persons is actually, I am not good enough. And that is because 20% of us is highly sensitive and 80% of us is not highly sensitive. So in practice, that means that four out of the five people you meet are not like you. They don't think like you. They don't act like you. They don't talk like you. They don't have the same values or the same morals as you. And that makes us feel like there is something wrong with us, that we are weird or strange, or maybe even that we are defective. And it makes us feel like we have to not be ourselves in order to be accepted. It makes us feel like we have to change who we are in order for people to like us or to invite us or to accept us. So we are being made to feel that we are not good enough the way we are ourselves. And we have been made to feel like we need to change who we are in order to be happy and successful. Then eventually coming to realize that that is not working at all. And that is also not giving you success and happiness. And, and then leaving us with our hands in our hair because we no longer know what to do. So now that we have talked about what limiting beliefs are, what false beliefs are, how they came into your life, and that we have discussed some examples of limiting beliefs, it is now time to look at what are some ways in which you can change your limiting beliefs. Because they are not called limiting beliefs for nothing. They are limiting you or hindering you from achieving the things that you want to achieve or having the things that you want to have or being in a relationship that you want to be in. So we are going to look at some different ways in which you can change your limiting beliefs. And the first that I want to discuss with you is using positive affirmations. So what is a positive affirmation? A positive affirmation is a positive statement targeted at reprogramming an existing negative belief. Remember, any thought repeated enough can create an unconscious belief as long as the positive thought is consistent with your inner values and morality. So examples of positive affirmations are My body is attractive the way it is. It doesn't have to look like a model's. I set and uphold healthy boundaries in my relationships. I invest in myself first before anyone else. I practice self-compassion as powerfully as compassion for others. A female leader can be both strong and nurturing and not have to be like a typical male leader. I also want to give you a couple of examples that are not positive affirmations, because I've seen in my practice that the concept of positive affirmations can be a tricky one. So these are examples of not positive affirmations. I can be the richest man in the world. All men will fall in love with me at first meeting. But if you hear these affirmations, they do sound positive. So why are they not examples of positive affirmations? Another way to change your limiting belief is to act as if. This is an action-oriented strategy that is in fact borrowed from both actor training and neuroscience research. 
It means you act as if you do not have the negative belief, but in fact have the positive equivalent or the opposite. Sometimes this is also referred to fake it until you make it. For example, if you lack some self-confidence in social situations, act as if you are very confident. But be sure that you watch first what confident people do in those situations. You can start with short duration events or appearances and repeat and expand over and over again. Another way is to use creative visualization, which has an element of self-hypnosis. In a relaxed state of mind and body, imagine your intended outcome in detail, in your mind as though it already exists in the present time. It's critical here to not imagine it in the future. Another way is to use NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming Strategies. I'll explain the process to you. First you create a picture in your mind of the habit or belief that you want to change. And then you let that picture dissolve. Next, you create a picture in your mind of the way that you would like it to be. Then you change the visual intensity of this picture, like the size and the brightness, add more color, more aliveness, etc. Then you bring back the first old picture in your mind and you step into the picture as though you were there. Now insert in the lower left corner the small, darker, second picture of the desired state. Simultaneously, have the picture of the current negative state you are standing in rapidly shrink and recede to a distant point until it explodes. This must be done fast. Now step back and view the new positive picture as though you were doing it from a distance. Repeat these steps at least six times. Another method you can use is an alternative written process. Just follow these steps. First, you write down your limiting belief. For instance, I have trouble making conversation. Then you write down your self-talk about that belief. For instance, what if I go up to someone and they find me boring and leave? That would be so embarrassing. Then you describe your comfort zone. So what would be easy for you in that situation? For instance, just sit there by myself and watch people. Next, you state the opposite of your limiting belief. For instance, I can talk to everybody. Then you write down what it feels like to have this positive belief. For instance, I'm so glad that I make friends wherever I go. Then you visualize yourself taking action to make this belief happen. And this could be just talking with some really good friends or a trusted family member. Then you act as if you have this belief at the first opportunity to do so. Then you repeat this process at least 66 times. Yes, you heard me correctly. This is something that you need to repeat at least 66 times. And I can imagine that the short version of what I am telling you might come across as confusing. That is why I've written the Transform Your Limiting Beliefs tool. This is an ebook you can download for free on my website www.hspcoachbarbara.com and you will see it in the header of 
almost every page on my website. You can download it for free and it has a nine step, step-by-step -step process explained in it with lots of examples to help you transform your limiting belief into a supporting belief. So if you haven't already done so, just go to my website, download this tool for free and start changing your limiting beliefs into supporting beliefs. Another thing you can do is to challenge the belief. And this process that I'm now about to explain to you comes courtesy of Louise Hay from Hay House. Use the following questions and optional sub-questions with the concept that you are investigating. When answering the questions, close your eyes, be still and witness what appears to you. Inquiry stops working the moment that you stop answering the questions. So you start with, is it true? Yes or no? If no, move to question three. Yes or no? Can you absolutely know if it's true? How do you react and what happens when you believe that thought? Does that thought bring peace or stress into your life? What physical sensations and emotions arise when you believe the thought? Allow yourself to experience them now. What images do you see of past and future when you believe the thought? What obsessions or addictions begin to manifest themselves when you believe the thought? Do you act out on any of the following like alcohol abuse, doing drugs, uh, maxing out your credit cards, binging on food, oversexing or masturbating too much or just cannot stop watching television? How do you treat that person or others and yourself in this situation when you believe the thought? Who would you be without the thought? Who or what are you without the thought? After answering these questions, then the next step is to turn the thought around. A statement can be turned around to the self, to the other and to the opposite. Find at least three specific, genuine examples of how each turnaround is true for you in this situation. For each turnaround, go back and start with the original statement. Do not turn around a statement that has already been turned around. For example, he shouldn't waste his time may be turned around to, I shouldn't waste my time. I shouldn't waste his time. And he should waste his time. Note that I should waste my time and I should waste his time are not valid turnarounds. They are turnarounds of turnarounds rather than turnarounds of the original statements. I hope this still makes sense. If not, just rewind and listen to it again. Another method is to use cognitive psychotherapy to deal with limiting beliefs. Cognitive Behavior Therapy, CBT, is a time-sensitive, structured, present-orientated psychotherapy directed towards solving current problems and teaching client skills to modify dysfunctional thinking and behavior. CBT is a psychotherapy that is based on the cognitive model. The way that individuals perceive a situation is more closely connected to their reaction than the situation itself. One important part of CBT is helping clients change their unhelpful thinking and behavior that lead to enduring improvement in their mood, 
and their functioning. Here are some questions used in CBT for limiting beliefs. Is the belief untrue or inconsistent with reality? This question helps us shake the foundation of the old consistency by challenging it. The idea is to find some evidence that counters your belief either completely or partially. Another question is, is the belief rigid? The idea with this question is to challenge whether the rules of the belief apply all the time, are just some of the time, or in certain contexts. To use a different example, I must feel loved before I can lose weight is a very rigid and confining belief. If you were to substitute the word must with want and the word before with as and remove the word can, things start to change. I want to feel loved as I lose weight. Or what about I can have a healthy weight independent of feeling loved. These subtle changes in wording help to change how we process the belief and what kind of evidence we now look for. Another question is, is the belief extreme? If the belief is phrased as all or nothing terminology, no matter what I do, is a pretty extreme statement and the mathematical probability that it is true is very low or non-existent. Another question is, is the belief illogical? Is there a logical or rational connection between what you believe and what is actually occurring? Or are you emotionally reacting? Another question is, is the belief unhelpful? Consider how this belief helps you and how does it hinder you? You can also use mindfulness to change your limiting beliefs. Mindfulness meditation has many benefits. Among those are increasing your capacity to live in the present, be in a state of calm and reflect on your thoughts, emotions and physical state. As a highly sensitive person, I feel that we are very connected to the spiritual and that we need good spiritual practice. And for me, meditation is a very important part of my day. I meditate when I get up, I meditate right before I go to bed. And I also meditate when I feel like I don't have time enough or when I feel like I am blocked or when I feel that I just need to be in a state of calm so that I have better overview. The last thing that I want to tell you that can help overcome your limiting beliefs is to start journaling. Write down the situations in your life where you are not happy with your reality. Then write down limiting beliefs that you have that either caused you to make the decision to get there or are keeping you stuck in the situation. Then write down the type of reality you want to create. And what kind of beliefs does the version of you who lives in that reality have? How would this version of you live out these beliefs? How would this version of you act, speak, interact with others or walk into a room for instance? What kind of decisions would you make if you were the person that has these beliefs? What can you choose to believe today to align with the reality that you want to create? So to summarize this episode, self-limiting beliefs can be debilitating and contribute to other problems such as anxiety and depression. 
Dissatisfaction and unhappiness in life can often be traced back to these limiting beliefs. So engaging in a process and activities which identify, challenge and change those beliefs can have an empowering impact on our lives and it can make or break our success and our happiness. So I hope that this episode was of value to you. And I also hope that if you want to dive into your limiting beliefs more or want to learn even more about it, that you will go to my website, www.hspcoachbarbara.com and that you will download my free Transform Your Limiting Beliefs tool to start working on yourself and to take that very important first step on your way to more success and happiness in your current life. If you feel that you want to talk to me about these things or that you need even more help than the things that I've already offered to help you, then I would also like to offer you a free clarity call. I will post the link below this podcast. So I don't know where you are listening to this, but if you are on Anchor, it will be below it. And I hope that the other Um, platforms will also post the accompanying text but you can go to my website otherwise hspcoachbarbara.com and go to contact and, and request your clarity call with me via there if you cannot see the link below this episode but I'm rambling and and what I just really wanted to tell you is this is important shit This is a make or break shit in your life. And it is so important that you learn what your limiting beliefs are, how they are affecting you, how they might be limiting or hindering you, and how you can turn them around because you have the power to change those beliefs. You have the power to stop sabotaging your own success, to stop sabotaging your own happiness, to stop sabotaging your work, your job, your relationships, um, and, and, and everything else in your life. And With this episode, I hope to give you some really wonderful tools that you can use um, to, to start turning your limiting beliefs into supporting beliefs. You can also download the tool from my website, which will help you even more. Um, but if you feel that you need even more help or that there are more things going on that you might not be sure of or that you just want to talk about, then please take me up on my offer for a free clarity call um, and in that call we will look at where you are now where you want to go and what is hindering you from getting there and I will give you the best advice and tips that I can give you that you can immediately work with in your life and maybe we can work together maybe I can help you but if I feel that I know someone else who is better fitted in helping you I will send you to them because it's about you it's about you getting the help you need it's about you stop sabotaging your own life and it's about you becoming successful and happy that is my wish for you and that was the intent of this podcast thank you for listening today and I hope to talk to you soon <laughs> bye for now <laughs>